0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today, it's Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 286. This is the show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy lists on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw one as always, you can write the show at PSThisIsAwesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. And make sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, a video podcast as well. So you can watch the show if you prefer at our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that. And for new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon. You can support our show for $1 a month. The level is called the One and Only One Dollar Club. Head over to Patreon.com/slash PS. This is awesome. Become a one-dollar patron, get a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail, and a shout-out on the show. Without of the way, Jake. How are you doing today? Yeah. Now, hold on a second. Can you say something? It's not recording your voice. OBS. Say something again. Check. All right. It's recording it now. So a little little technical difficulty. We're not going to restart the introduction. Jake, how are you doing today?
1: <laughs> I was outside. It's nice. I've been sick all week. And uh, so I wanted to get some sunshine. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. You have to. Listeners will have to excuse me. Um, I may be coughing slash blowing my nose a lot on the show. I am basically over whatever the hell it is that I kind of was picking up during the last podcast, but it's. I'm at that stage where everything's just kind of coming out of my lungs and stuff. So, uh, I apologize for any grossness. I'll try to mute it as best I can.
0: Yeah, you you should mute it. Um, No, I'm just kidding. For the listeners who don't know what's going on, I use this program called Soundflower, and uh, I got to set it to to something before Jake talks, and so I asked him how he was doing, and uh, he, uh, he was talking, but no one could hear him because it wasn't recording. So on the video, you'll see him moving his mouth and no sound, and then shortly after, his voice will come on. So anyways, we're good. Yeah, yeah, very good, Jake. I wanted to do a little show and tell real quick. Before we start, you remember show and tell back in elementary school days? Did you have show and tell in elementary? Never heard of it. Are you kidding me? Oh no, I'm fucking kidding. Oh. <laughs> of course, I've heard of show and tell. Man, I never know when you guys are kidding. Anyways, um, so I've got three very quick things to show everybody. This came in the mail today. This is my HeroQuest expansion called Curse: or Rise of the Dread Moon. Sorry. And the reason that's a big deal is because that is the first official original expansion to Hero Quest um, since the early 90s, late 80s. Like, they have re released all the original shit. And if you were part of the Kickstarter or whatever, the Haslab that they had, Avalon Hill has been working on Hero Quest along with Hasbro. You got some original quests, but this is the first complete boxed release, new for everybody to the hero quest world so um, unfortunately i'll probably never play it because in the timeline of all of the quests it's like towards the end and it is so hard as an adult to get everybody on the same page on the same day in fact i was trying to get one together on sunday um my brother's not available sarah's not available that's the day they do their game uh my buddy ben who plays hero quest with us is going to, like, banking school. Like, he works... He's higher up in a bank or something, but he's got to go to some sort of banking school, they call it, this weekend. He's really bummed out. He's missing HeroQuest. Um, my nephew Austin is unavailable. Uh, I think he's getting called out. He works at a college kitchen, and he's getting called out there to do some prep work or do something on Sunday. So, yeah, man.
1: Uh No, no time for HeroQuest. So, such a bummer, because it's Maybe so... Maybe you bummer. should try and schedule it more than, like... 14 hours in advance. Yeah, I probably should.
0: Well, I do. So next Saturday <laughs> is when we're going to do the next quest. We've we've decided it's going to happen. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. the other two things I want to show and tell real quick. I'm a huge G.I. Joe collector. And let me just say this about Hasbro. They're absolutely killing it. And um, San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now. And the thing that pisses me off so much when you're a collector of action figures in – this is a slight against Hasbro, but I understand why they need to do this. Um, but they they release exclusive action figures. And they're doing like the, like the Star Wars 6-inch line. They're doing that with G.I. Joes now. So the G.I. Joes are like, here, let me pull one off the shelf real quick. I'll show you the, the larger ones. They're actually really awesome. Hold on. So, like, these are like... You can see this guy. It's like the Cobra Bat. It's like an android... And, like, he's got, like, this backpack full of shit he can put on and stuff. And this is, like, 100% the right colors, everything from the cartoon. This – there, that peels off and it shows all of his, like, insides. I don't know if you see, like, the – and then he's got battled head and stuff. Like, his uh, mask gets damaged. And then he's got a different mask you can equip. So the old figures I used to collect were the, were the three and three quarters, right? The smaller G.I. Joe's. Hasbro's come out and they started making these got different arms and shit he can attach. So if you're into G.I. Joe, like this shit is so fucking rad. Um, and they're really, really well made. And uh, it's kind of starting to piss me off because I've, I've been collecting like every single one that they've released. Um, but the problem is, is they have these exclusive figures now, right? Which are like, oh, you can only get this from Walmart. On Walmart, uh, Walmart Con, or you can only, Walmart Days is like a yearly thing that they do. And then it's like, oh, you can only get this on Amazon. This is exclusive to Amazon. And they're like, the so to add more, so these are numbered, the boxes, right? So if you're a collector, you wanna have one through wherever they go. And this is actually the Crimson Bat. This is unopened. And the artwork's always really dope on these. But so the problem is, San Diego Comic-Con is going on, right? So San Diego Comic-Con is going on and there is our... They do Comic-Con uh, exclusives. And the only way to fucking get your hands on one is to be one of like... So Hasbro has this program. It's very much like PlayStation Plus or whatever. You pay for a year and you get free shipping when you order from Hasbro. Which is fine, but it's stupid. But they also give you one hour head start on pre-ordering shit when it hits their store because their stock will sell out. So collectors go fucking bonkers for these things. So they released one at uh, Comic Con, and it's and it's the character. G- it's it's a GI Joe character. He's on the good guys. His name's Chuckles. He's an undercover agent. He's got this flowered shirt. And uh, he was never really anybody's favorite, but IDW released a series of comic books um, called G.I. Joe Cobra. Chuckles is an undercover agent, and he, they literally made the Donnie Brasco of G.I. Joe in this, like, eight, eight comic book run, and it ends with Chuckles dying. Um, He, like, fucking goes so deep undercover. Like, he's not even sure what side he's on anymore. Like, he's, like, going out with Cobra death squads and killing innocent people and shit. And, like, he's just undercover trying to get to Cobra Commander. And ultimately, he does. And Cobra Commander's just like, I knew you were a G.I. Joe guy the whole time. I just wanted to see how fucking far you could go. I wanted to see how, how deep you would take it before you caved. And he's like fucking look at it like you read through like seven fucking comic books of chuckles, just like fucking alone in his fucking apartment, like crying, like fucking I can't do this, and then like I gotta fucking do this. It's it's for everybody. I'm the guy they picked. And like by the end, he fucking pulls a gun on fucking Cobra Commander, and Cobra Commander is like, I knew from the start you were with G.I. Joe. He goes, I just wanted to fucking put you in those situations to see how you would react. Like, that's how fucking sinister Cobra Commander was. And he let Chuckles do this shit. So they released this Chuckles figure this year at the San Diego Comic-Con. It's the only reason I want him is because he's such a fucking badass to me. And uh, ultimately, they gave him two different heads. One's just regular, but one, he has like a fucking shiner and he's like missing a fucking tooth. And it's fucking dope. But the only way that I know of right now that you can get it is to actually attend San Diego Comic-Con. And the thing that's shitty, if you're a collector, he has a number on his fucking box. And if you want to be a completionist, you got to fucking buy a plane ticket and go or buy an aftermarket for probably like $250 on eBay or some shit. So the only other thing is once in a while Hasbro, what they'll do is they'll put it on their Pulse website. But it only you can only have access to it if, you, if you're a $50 premium subscriber to get the free shipping, right? So today I paid $50 bucks just to possibly pay another like probably $65 for this special figure from direct from them if they post them. So like this is my new mission, man. I want Chuckles so badly and this is like – this sounds ridiculous and I know it's so much money but dude – they're killing it with the figures and I'm really pissed off at the same time why do they have to be so fucking exclusive you know why can't you just
1: make them why can't you just make them available It's exactly what you're doing right now that's exactly why they're doing it
0: yeah FOMO dude fear of missing out then I subscribe to their fucking bullshit and then they'll release it you watch and then there'll be like so many of them and they'll be like I shouldn't have fucking paid the 50 bucks for their subscription service Anyways, enough about G.I. Joe and Hasbro, but if you're a fan of G.I. Joe at all, dude, they are killing it right now. They're making some of the most cool characters. If you listen to any of my bands, any of my music, I always try to write a lyric in that is like the title of a G.I. Joe character's name and I've successfully done it secretly multiple times. Maybe not so secretly because I fucking talk and brag about it all the time. Uh, but anyways, man, that's my that's my show and tell. The other one was, yeah, sorry, the other new one I got was, and I'm so jazzed on it, this guy's actually really badass. This is rock and roll. He's given like the metal sign um, and uh, he's just like a fucking Marine. He's got a huge beard and he's got tats and stuff, but... Um, In fact, I made a custom, and this is why you guys should watch on YouTube. I made a custom rock and roll. He was never a re-release of a three and three quarter. So I made him here, and I custom painted him and bought a head. It's like a Thor head. And then I gave him this helmet. And uh, surprisingly, my version looks so much like what they ended up doing. And uh, he's given, like, the metal sign. The awesome thing about his hand – I know it's not a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm sure listeners are excited to hear me be excited – Um, is that he's got a tattoo on his hand that's like the skull and you've seen like some of those fucking crazy mercs like in movies and stuff that have like the the fucking skull or whatever and they just put it up in front of their face like this and it looks like they have a fucking skull jaw Rock and Roll's got that for this figure, it's fucking dope All right, Jake, I know you're still getting over cold so I'll quit talking about G.I. Joe but I'm fucking excited to show and tell to a million people who don't care um but with that out of the way, how about we talk about games that we're playing? So we
1: got the, the One in- thing I will say yeah, before ahead. we jump into that just as a quick comment. I think it's absolutely fucking stupid that you can't see the action figures in those boxes. So, did I did I explain this to you? I think we might have talked about it in the past, yeah. but it's like There was a lot of yeah. That's like cuz you can't if you want to keep it on card, like, you can't fucking look at it. Yeah, I know. I you know it's know. like, oh, look, I I got know. This, the box could be – it's like Schrodinger's cat. The box could be fucking empty. Who cares?
0: <laughs> no, you're right, and I haven't opened so many of them for that reason. It's because, like, I want to keep them on card. But, like, here's the thing. Um, And they probably – part of them probably fucking did it to manipulate purchasers to buy two, one to open and one to keep. You know? Probably. But here's the thing. So they did do it to say – they they – outwardly said that they made them that way to like, you know, protect the environment bullshit, but they are rolling back the boxes in 2024 to have like the clear so you can see the figures in there which is where they started and then they changed it and now they're going back because of the out that the backlash
1: so yeah, let's let's talk I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what fucking genius it has bro thought that was a good idea. I mean, I'm sure it was it was a, a money thing well, could have also it
0: been somebody more who sh-
1: sales, or yeah, it, it could. There's no fucking way they cared that much about the environment.
0: Well, there were probably. Well, here's what they have been doing, which is actually kind of cool. I don't know if you can if you can see the artwork on this at all. Where, Where are you at? Yeah, it's like all hand drawn shit, and they were getting new artists for every single box and giving the artists credit and stuff. And like they would post on their Instagram and stuff and their social media is like, hey, I did the G.I. Joe artwork. It was like comic book artists, like famous artists. So they were doing this really cool thing and they, they can't really do that on the back of the box because it's, it's actually just a picture of exactly what the figure <laughs> looks
1: like, which is hilarious. But it could be – but that, that artwork could be like behind the action figure on the card.
0: Right. It could yes. still be there. I agree. I agree. Um they need to figure that out. And I think the new boxes are going to be awesome. But, yeah, so that, I think that's – someone's idea was like, let's get like original artwork and make it really cool and like fucking like you know, different. And it's cool. But, yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm so stoked on the G.I. Joe figures I have. And uh, god damn, it's a money hole. It's a money pit. I'm actually on Instagram if anyone wants to follow me. It was a secret for a long time, but I go by the Keystone Cobra. And, uh, if you guys want to check it on there, it's just, I think it's just Keystone Cobra. Uh, what is it? It's no, it's the Keystone Cobra, all, all one thing. And I've posted a lot of pictures of my personal collection as well as, uh, oh, it's actually all just pictures of my personal collection, to be honest. So if you want to see some of my toy photography, you can go there and check it out. I haven't posted anything in a long time, but I'll get back to it. Um, Enough about GI Joe. Although I'm so happy it's permeated into this podcast um, as designed. Uh, games, games we're playing. Every episode we talk about different games that we're playing. And Jake, I talked to you briefly yesterday because we had a concert. And thanks again for bringing your PA head. That was that was nice, um, dude. Alan Wake, so good. It's so fucking good. Here's the thing, and. You know, I, I yes, you did tell me that it was good. A lot of people say things are good, and Jake, I trust your opinion. Um, but part of me was like looking at the reviews of Alan Wake Remastered, and people were like, ah, the game doesn't really hold up. It's kind of janky. It's not very good. You know, it, it's it's one of those rose-colored glasses situations. A lot of people were saying like it was. You know, I I don't know why we were so stoked about this game when it came out. Looking back at it, it's not fantastic. Dude, no, it's fucking great. It's so good. It's so good. It's the environment. Like, I think Naughty Dog. What came
1: out first, Alan Wake or uh, Uncharted 1? Uh, That's a good question. I want to say probably Uncharted.
0: I want to look now. The first Uncharted. I should have done some some homework. Alan Wake...
1: Um. Yeah, 2010. Like 2010. When yeah. did Uncharted come out? 2007. All right. So pretty sure
0: it definitely. I don't know. The game probably would have been in a lot of development already prior to Uncharted being released. Maybe not back then, but the only so I've got three negatives, and they two kind of tie together. The voice acting is garbage. Um, I I will say depending on that voice actor. A uh, couple of the voice, a couple of the characters are voiced well. The main character sucks. I think Alan Wake's voice acting is terrible. Um, some of the bad guys' voice acting, and they didn't redo any of this. This isn't a remake. It's it's a remaster. And there's there are issues with audio for sure, where it's really kind of quiet, and then like something happens, and it's really really loud. And I think I mentioned that briefly on the on the last podcast. And then the other issue I have is like the jumping is useless. Jumping in this game is absolutely useless. I don't know why you even can jump. There's no reason to. Um, there is. I, some of the hidden collectibles, you can jump. And then I don't know if this is something that they added to the remake. It must have been. Or the remaster. Sorry. It must have been. But, like, I was... I'm in, I'm in chapter... I just finished chapter four going into episode five. And I think there's six cha- six episodes. I saw a glyph. And I scanned it with my phone and it took me to a video on YouTube. That has to be not from 2010,
1: right? Because My guess is that's probably added in the remaster, but I don't know. Okay,
0: because the upload was from like tw- tw- two years ago on YouTube. So it's probably just been added to the game, which is a weird thing to do because it looks so strange – It was up in the attic of this house, and it it wasn't like it was in the form of a poster and looked like ratty or anything. It was just like a glyph that you just – and then it takes you to this thing. So, first one I'd seen, but it took me to the third video in the series. Um, Interesting thing to do, but this game is fantastic to the listeners. If you've never played Alan Wake and you appreciate story, if you appreciate a game that does not – disrespect your time if you appreciate a game that is generally pretty linear has some interesting game mechanics um it's kind of like a third person action game horror scary action game with story it's like it's like I'm just trying to tell you Jake like it feels like uncharted one or two meets a scary story an interesting story. But then, like, the, the generators in this game that you have to turn on to get the lights to turn on, it is the exact mechanic that they use in The Last of Us. And I'm like, who's borrowing from who here? Um, it's really interesting. And and the, the, the uh, environments are amazing. The the scale is really impressive when you're outdoors the mountain range the tree range all of that stuff it's really 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 interesting and they did such a good job and man i can see where what you're saying jake you were like do you? you're like do you even know what's going on and i was like dude i think i do but after this chapter it, it got a little it got a little weird i, I guess i shouldn't spoil it but um, it's starting to get a little more weird. I'll just say, like, there's a scene where there's a guy who looks like he's from Bioshock shows up, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, that didn't make sense to me. Um, but I think I understand the premise of w- how he showed up. You know, Alan Wake is obviously a writer, and it almost sounds like he's living his his own nightmare, his own his own authored scary story somehow. Um, but anyways, Jake, do you have anything you want to say about what you re- remember of Alan Wake? Or do you have anything like – I know you've mentioned you want to come back and try to play this. Alan Wake 2 comes out when? Uh, that, October 20-something, I think. Alan Wake 2 release October 17th. Mm. So the thing about Alan Wake, I think the reason I missed it, man, you said it was originally an Xbox release. So yeah, it's exclusive. Yeah, that's why I've never played it until now, probably, and it's not because I am I am kind of a fanboy, but I, I've only ever owned Sony shit, and it's because I prefer the controller, and I I haven't held an Xbox controller in years. Um, I'm talking like ten, twelve years probably, but uh, I will say that man, this game is awesome. It is fantastic, and it's a PS Plus game right now, so you can play it. You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's I'm really stoked. They must have worked something out with Remedy <clears throat> leading up to Alan Wake 2 um, to be able to, I don't know, have it available for the PlayStation audience leading up to the release of, of the second one. Because, yeah, i definitely like to go back if I can, if I have time. To, to play it a little bit just to get back into it because I really did like it. I love the atmosphere. I loved the whole theme of the game and everything. Um, like I said, the the story gets a little bit out there, but it's uh, it's really interesting. And uh, like the whole Pacific Northwest thing, it was pretty... Um, not, uh, not as trite as it is now, I think.
0: <clears throat> yeah. There's this scene where... The, the story is it starts – it just starts off with you and your wife going to a cabin as a retreat like you said and it kind of kicks off with you on this ferry, this ferry boat coming in on to shore and you're standing on this ferry boat and you're looking around and you're like, holy shit, this game looks really nice. It looks really realized. Like, like this is like really going to be a great adventure. Like this is awesome. Like – you could tell they put some fucking money into this thing. And just looking around, it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I just, I couldn't believe how the delivery was really well done. Like, I would say this would pass probably as, like, maybe, like, an Uncharted level game for me. Like, Uncharted 1 level. Like, I wouldn't say, like, may, maybe between 1 and 2. Like, the, short of the short of the bad voice acting and the weird sound issues, Alan Wake Remastered is like it's not action packed, but it's it's got my attention like an uncharted game would. Like I I want to go back and keep playing it. Like it's really good.
1: It's weird. Yeah, I I am looking forward to going back to it. I think it would be it would be a good time and I like I said, I recommend everybody play it if you're interested in that type of game. It does have like a Like a scary vibe to it, definitely. Um, I would say it's more of a thriller than a a horror game. It sounds like Alan Wake 2 is going to be more of a survival horror game. They're going to lean a little bit more into the scary aspect, which is cool. I'm pretty excited about that. And it looks like there's going to be a couple of different characters. You get to switch between a couple of different story arcs, and they might make it a little bit more interesting. So, yeah, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Yeah, dude, it is. It's
0: freaking fantastic. Um, yeah, like I'll play an episode in one sitting. I I can't I can't stop mid episode, and episodes aren't long. They're maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. And there's six of them, so the game's probably about twelve hours long. And uh, man, it's good. And I haven't had like any huge difficulty spikes. There was there was a scene that I got to recently. Where, and I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who's going to play it, but you run into. You end up on like a farm, and it's all outdoors for the most part, the game, so it, it, it's not a big spoiler, but there's like a stage. Do you remember that at all? It's like.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I remember that or not. <laughs> That's too bad. I remember like the. There's like a. Where you're in like a logging kind of area, and like there's all kind. It's. It's cool. It's very. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's
0: enough about Alan Wake. Jake, what are you playing? So
1: I finished the story for Diablo 4. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of side content and stuff. Um, but um, I mean, as much as I enjoy it, I'm a little bit burnt out on it. So I actually started playing Final Fantasy 16. Uh, that's what I'm playing right now. Unbelievable. So... So, I've been playing that since. I don't know. For three or four days, I guess. Um, You've been sick. It's really good. I like it a lot. (laughs) You've probably been able to get a
0: lot of hours in, maybe?
1: No. um, Because I didn't get it until Wednesday. And I was. Like, the game's like a million fucking gigs. So, I didn't really finish downloading it until Thursday. Which is when I went back to work. Mm. I was able to play the. I played the demo, and then I was like, "Okay, I want to buy it," and then I bought it, and it's like, "Okay, well, it's a hundred gig download." So I'm like, "Okay," and uh, you know, I knew that was going to take until like midnight or you know, two a.m. the next morning or something. But it actually <clears throat> lets you. Some of those games have that like ready to play, you know, marker when nice you're downloading feature. it. And uh, this game did have that, and it allowed me to get, like, another past the part in the demo, maybe, like, another hour or so into the game. Yeah. So that was cool. I was able to do that, and then um, the next morning I picked it up and I was playing it. But i got to be honest, like, I really like it so far. I like the atmosphere. I like the story. is pretty interesting. It is a little Games of Thrones-ish. Like, there are, like, different, you know... Families, Warring kingdoms and things like that, and you, you kind of have to keep track of it. But they do have this awesome feature, which I wish that more games would do, where during any cutscene, and actually even when you're not in a cutscene, you can uh, hold down the touchpad. Mm-hmm. It'll bring up this active time lore thing. And basically, like if you're in the middle of a cutscene, and you hold this down, it'll bring up a bunch of topics, people or topics or places that are related to the cutscene that you're watching. And if you click on any of them, it'll give you a brief description of what it is. Wow. So like if you're if you're watching a cutscene and you're like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You can press this button and it'll bring it up and you'd be like, okay, who the fuck is the king of Walud? And it's like, okay, you can click on it and it's like such and such is blah 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 blah, blah And this is how he relates to everything else. And like and then uh, so that's that's really fucking cool. And then they have um they have like these lore keepers too that like when you're not – like if you're just like in town or whatever and mm. you're kind of hanging out, you can go to like this basically librarian guy and he has like the whole compendium. It's like fucking Wikipedia for the game. Jesus. So you can like you can like click on a thing and it will be like, OK, I'm, I'm learning about the freaking – I don't know. I'm learning <laughs> about me. Clive, the main character. That's such a dumb about, name like, by the way. Keep going. I, I think I, – I kind of agree with you, but it's like fine. It's just like a nothing name. It's like whatever. Oh, yeah. There's not, it's not like – it's not like Cloud or something like that. I get it. But like – um, <laughs> But like if you're in there and you like click on a particular topic, like, oh, I want to um, – I want to know like what's Ros- Rosaria is one of the kingdoms. And you click on it and it will talk about like – the Archduke of Rosaria and stuff like that, and then underneath it, like Wikipedia articles that'll have a bunch of sublinks that you can like kind of dig down the rabbit hole, cross and all the different reference things that are related. And so, like, they have a really unique system for keeping you sort of informed on the story. But I don't know. Some people think that maybe the story is a little bit too convoluted, and I'm, I'm I wonder if like how much of it I would absorb through extrapolation without reading any of this stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really have a big comment on there. I think you probably could. But especially at the beginning, there's like a couple of different kingdoms that they kind of throw in your face and you're just like, okay, who who, who is this? Like, what's Who's going that? On? Yeah. Like, like who like these soldiers are these guys and these soldiers are that guys. Who's this guy? Who's that guy? But like I don't know. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And uh the combat is super fun. The uh the like the like boss battle type Things are fucking wild. Like they are, like some of the it's some of the craziest high production shit I've ever played in my entire life. It's really, really cool. I, I don't really know how else to really describe it. I mean, it's like melee combat, but then you have like like action combat, like an action. You know, you're just like hack and slashy, but you have all these abilities based on your. Um, the whole game is kind of based around the summons. In Final Fantasy So if you're a Final Fantasy player You know about like the 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 standard summons That you can get in the game Which is like Ifrit and Shiva And uh, Bahamut And Ramu And, all, and uh, Odin And yeah. all of these guys are like summons That you can get Well in this game They're like creatures That choose Individual people to basically Command them Essentially And the whole game is about Well I don't know what the whole game is about yet But like, like One of the big sort of <clears throat> Driving forces to the combat in the game Is that Only certain people are capable of using magic Only certain cap- people are capable Of wielding these Champions um, The Yeah these like These big summons yeah, it's you know it, in the previous Final Fantasies they almost make it seem like oh well anybody can fucking summon behind right just buy an it's orb. like okay just yeah, the orb. yeah you get get like the get like the widget or whatever but like in this game it's like no one person can because they're the dominant of that fucking summon or whatever right so but it's beautiful the voice acting's really good in it I, I really me. enjoy everything that I've, I'm only like maybe. I don't know four or five hours into it so far, but uh, so far so good. I the one kind of gripe I have about it there's there's two there's like a a more major gripe and a more minor gripe. The more major gripe would be that this game it they don't have like a like a sixty fps mode. Mm. Like they have a frame rate priority, but. When you're running around the world, there's a lot of frame rate dips, That's- and it's like just fucking lock it or something. I don't know, it, like because I, I, I won't play it on the quality mode because I can't fucking tell a difference anyway, and I hate the way that it feels thirty frames. Yeah, but it is almost more annoying to have it jumping up and down between thirty and and sixty. Right. So I, I'm not really sure about that. That's kind of annoying. Hopefully that gets patched eventually, but it's not really de- detracting from my experience. The game is beautiful. The other thing is that I don't know – to me, when I'm controlling a third-person perspective, I like the movement stick and the the camera stick to be almost entirely isolated from one another. Like if I turn – my character, when I'm running around, I don't want the camera to move with the character. Right. You want to control that I want to control that myself. Yeah. And if I move – if I'm running forward and I turn the camera to the left, I want to keep running the same direction. I don't want it to, the guy to fucking turn with the camera. And this game does it so that like they're like semi-locked. So like whenever I turn the camera when I'm running straight, Clive starts turning where I'm looking. Yeah. And I fucking hate that. I'm getting used to it, and maybe there is a way to unlock it. I don't know, but uh, I think that's kind of irritating. But other than that, um, digging it so far. uh, Can't wait to play more.
0: Very good, man. Very good. Uh, Yeah, it's still a game on my list for sure. I mean, God, honestly, August is or October is right around the bend. Alan Wake Two is going to be on the top of my fucking list,
1: and um, Spider Man comes out in October.
0: Spider Man. Alan Wake 2. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, that that game literally went from interesting to, like, must-play for me after playing this first Alan Wake. And I, I they knew what yeah. they were doing with releasing it on Plus. Um, I just hope more people try it out, dude. It's so good. Cool. But Final Fantasy 16 is definitely on my list as well, man. And then I'm going to add a VR game to it, too, a quick one. I still got to beat Moss. I'm on the last level. I just never... Why do I do that? I do that with everything. Like... I'll read a book to, like, the last chapter and just never finish it. Like, you know, man, I'll play a game up to the very end and just never finish it. Like, almost intentionally. Like, I don't want to, like, complete this thing. I don't know. It sucks. Um, I got to beat yeah. Moss Book 2, dude. I'm so close. I paid for it. I need to beat it. All right. Every episode, we go through listener feedback. You can write us, awesome at gmail.com. Um, you can leave comments on our YouTube postings, you can also just go join our Patreon for a dollar and communicate with us there. Um, you know, we understand if you don't have a dollar a month to throw our way, it's no problem, and it is uh, definitely appreciated and never expected, but we're going to get into two quick listener feedbacks. Last, last episode, we talked about what game, what game would you recommend to a first-time PlayStation 5 owner. If they asked you, hey, what what game should I get? We answered that last episode. If you missed that, go back and listen to that conversation. Writing in as a, as a response to that is J1. He said, Mr. Fred, I think it was Until Dawn from Supermassive Games. He is right. I was talking about The Quarry. I couldn't remember what their first game was called, Until Dawn is correct. He said, Until Dawn has spinoff games, like Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Uh, yep, the impatient, and which I never played, and then in the dark pictures, switchback VR is the impatient super massive. It might be. Uh, I'm that's not a, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm not certain. Jay, I, what, I but I'm going to take your word for it. I know the dark pictures switchback
1: is. I know that yeah, it is. It is super massive. I don't know. That, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that dark pictures or the impatient are spinoffs of Until Dawn, though. That's true.
0: Uh, It feels like all of their games are kind of canon, but they don't necessarily include the same characters. I feel like they're all in the same world. I don't know, though. But the Impatient was VR. They
1: might be in the same universe. I don't know.
0: Impatient was VR, yeah. And then the Dark Pictures switched back to VR. Sorry. And then they did the anthology games. I still have yet to play the one that's like Saw. Um, I have played all the other anthology games. Um, the Dark Pictures Anthology Games. And then he also says, I think Sony PlayStation owns the Until Dawn Games IPs. And then he says, Mr. Jake, the name of the game that you are looking for, I think, is Five Dates. It's an interactive FMV rom-com about digital dating with five females and two guys. It has a sequel called Ten Dates.
1: Is that the game you were talking about? Or do you not I even- wasn't talking about a game. I was talking about a TV show. Oh, I thought you were talking about a game. No, no. Mm. I'm I'm literally talking about the dating game. (laughs) Yeah, well, you said the dating game, and then it makes everyone
0: think you're talking about a dating game. So, (laughs) fair enough. It's a TV show. That's hilarious. Well, anyways, (laughs) J1, um, if Jake was actually talking Mm -hmm. about a dating game, I'm sure that's what he would have meant. Thanks for writing in, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Supermassive, and uh, I talk about it all the time on the show. I can just never seem to remember the titles of their games. Um, and we're going to get to Switchback VR here in a little bit in the news section. Big Box writes in. He says, Dudes, that was my favorite show topic, in uh, air quotes, you did since I started listening to PSTIA. So many ways to tackle that question. Now I want to be annoying and tell everyone why they're wrong. (laughs) I love Big Box, dude. He's just fucking strutting his shit every episode. Theoretically, if Rocket League and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart debut as... Uh, free-to-play titles at exactly the same time. There's no way Rift Apart would keep up with Rocket League in the key matrix metrics. Total players, number of players who spent 20-plus hours with said game. And he says, Jake is right that both games cater to different player types, but the Venn diagram should be Sven, right? Isn't there an S in front of that? Um, sure. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> There's not? <laughs> what is this? What's the Sven diagram? Not to get off topic. it's something that you just made up. No, it's real. Um, showing he, So let me re- restart. Jake is right that both games catered to different player types, but the Venn diagram showing both would have a small circle representing Wretch and Clank and a massive circle representing Rocket League, right? I'm sorry, Arch Rival Jake. Uh, multiplayer is bigger than single player today. He says, Fred, back me up here. Don't, tell Jake he's wrong. He said, honestly, the 285 was a great listen. No way 286 will be as good. The pressure's on. Take care, guys. Challenge accepted, J1. Uh, this episode will be much better because I'm in a much better mood and I just feel better about games. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you liked the last episode so much. And, you know, I, 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 I man, I, I do kind of agree with J1 as far as if they were both free to play, came out at the same time, there's no way that Ratchet and Clank would do better than Rocket League. That's not what we're fucking talking about, though. <laughs> but he is right with that statement. We're saying, what game would you recommend to a new PlayStation 5 owner?
1: Yeah, like, if, if all <laughs> things are equal and people have a bunch of different fucking games to play. And they're like, oh, yeah, Rocket League is one of those games that you, like, try out and then find out that you like. And then every that, that's like <laughs> – it's like a word of mouth type thing. It's like freaking uh, – um, what's the one where you're like the – like uh, – uh, the one where you're – they're like all the little fucking cartoon spacemen and, like, one of them is the imposter. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, among Us. Among Us, yeah. So, like – Yes, okay. You Historically, you are correct that Rocket League has a larger fucking audience than uh, Ratchet & Clank. But that's because it's on a million platforms and it's been out for a really long time. Just because uh, what I'm saying <laughs> is that people who like multiplayer games more t- typically will still enjoy a single player game. But there are people who play single-player games that would definitely not – I'd say there's more people that enjoy single-player games that would not enjoy multiplayer games than the reverse, if that makes any sense. So like if you're grabbing a PS5 and you're like, what's the fucking one game that you should get? It's like, okay, Well, if you want something, yes, that you want to play with your friends and you want to play a million fucking hours driving a stupid RC car around driving a fucking ball into a net – Then yes, Rocket League is the game. You win big box. But but I would say that if you are if you are getting a PlayStation 5 and you want a game that will cater to a broader audience, not necessarily a more numerous audience. That's not what I said. More people are inclined to like it, not necessarily in terms of like differing tastes. Not necessarily volume of people. Those are two different things. Mm. And also, Ratchet & Clank is going to showcase the PlayStation 5 way better than fucking Rocket League. Would. I can
0: get behind that for sure.
1: So, But that could be – that that's not the question either. But I think that it is – We can uh, agree to disagree on this. I think that both arguments are valid. But Jake's right. However, yeah. I, just, I just don't – I don't – I'm, I'm Part of my personal bias is also coming into effect here because I don't understand the tail, the long tail of Rocket League. I understand why people think it's fun. Dude, I got sucked into Rocket understand League for so it's, long. I don't understand why it's still popular. Yeah. But that's me personal, personal bias, trying not to drive that in here. However. Interesting. Well, thanks for writing in, big box.
0: Keep them coming, my man. I, I do enjoy the back and forth for sure, and uh, it, it's a it's a it's a light in my week. Um, I will say that I think mathematically, big boxes approach makes more sense. But I think lot like logic of I think like the question being asked about what game would you recommend. I think it makes more sense to recommend Ratchet and Clank. I think – because he's just saying, well, obviously more people are interested. And that's not necessarily true because for a long time, uh, whatever game, Rocket League was free to play. It is free to play. Is it not? On PlayStation? It was for a while. So, of course, it's going to have I a higher user I base. I don't know if it is.
1: But, yeah, but anyways. If, if, if you think about it, th- th- I mean what I'm driving at, what my major point is that you know, if you take a 15-year-old kid – That is getting a PlayStation 5 for the first time. He would probably equally – maybe not equally, but he would probably be able to enjoy Rocket League and he would probably be able to enjoy Ratchet & Clank. Sure. You take a 65-year-old retiree that wants to get into gaming as a hobby to take up their free time. That fucking guy is not going to give a shit about Rocket League. That's true. You might find what he finds in Ratchet & Clank much more palatable as a gateway into gaming. So that's sort of my driver, is that a more diverse type of gamer would would go towards Ratchet and Clank, even though technically maybe a more numerous gamer would go towards Rocket League, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I think what you guys are
0: both failing to acknowledge is that my pick, The Quarry, is better than both of those. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
1: The quarry only caters to the 65-year-old retiree.
0: Horror fan, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's get
0: moving on to the news. We don't have a ton of news topics today, but I always appreciate the listener feedback. So thanks for writing in, guys. Keep them coming. And uh, getting into the news points, um, I'll kick things off here. Jake, if you want to add anything, you can. So – J1, man, there's a fruit fly in my basement somehow, and I can't kill it, and it's driving me crazy. I don't I don't know where it came from, probably from the outdoors. Anyways, uh J1 mentioned Supermassive's switchback VR, which had a massive I was excited for this on VR two. It had a massive backlash, and people were like, man, the Fidelity's terrible. This game's not what it should be on VR two. Um, You know, this is crazy that they've released it like this. So, this happens once in a while. Switchback VR got a major 8 gigabyte visual upgrade that apparently is drastically overhauling this game's delivery. And people are like, wow, this is what we wanted. So, it's a big update and... I say better late than never, but I also say it shouldn't have come to this. It should have. They should have waited to release it, unless they were under some sort of contract to release this closer to the release of the VR two. I don't know, but mm. this is good news, and now this is on my list of I'm interested in this game again. Now,
1: um, anything nice. on that, Jake? Uh, I don't know, man. I. I gotta figure out what the hell I'm doing with my VR. Are you gonna sell it? I, I haven't. I just, dude, I love playing Gran Turismo so much on it, but like, I can't bring myself to hook it up to like fucking play anything on it. Mm. I, I'm waiting. So I think the 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 real test is going to be this coming winter, like when there's more sort of you know room, rhyme, reason, less daylight to be able to kind of spend in the living room fucking around with shit. Maybe we'll see if the the uh, the VR calls to me again. But um, I don't know. There's just something about it that I just... As much as I love <laughs> the experience when I'm having it, everything surrounding it, even though it is a lot easier than the first one and all that... It's everything like, you asked for, pretty much. It's just not relaxing enough for me. Like I, I I love being able to just fucking kick my feet up on the couch when I'm playing games. Like very rarely do I want to like engage that hard if that makes any sense. So cuz I'm like fucking sore when I'm done playing VR. I don't really even know how to describe it. And if I'm going to if I'm going to get physically exhausted playing a video game, like I'd rather go play like a real game, <laughs> like fucking hockey or ride my motorcycle or something. Yeah. I, I'm usually sweaty. But I do think that it's impressive. And I'm glad that they came out with this um, because I do think these types of games are very well-suited towards VR. So if the visual overhaul is very good, then um, it's only going to be – it's only going to do good things for its uh, success on the platform, I hope. Yeah, I, um, I've i
0: got a few VR games now. Beat Sabers, must play. I mean, I have it. Got to beat Moss 2. Um, I want to get one of those. I got to play Resident Evil Village in VR. Uh, that was one of my big ones, and I just kind of chickened out right at the beginning. I loved the experience initially, but I got to get back to it, man. It's, it's very, very good VR. VR 2 is very good. Um, the next one is interesting. So I know J1 was interested in this. One of our listeners, and uh, he was interested in this Sony streaming device and the price point and stuff. So apparently, this Sony streaming handheld has presumably leaked unless this video is like a fake, but it looks pretty legit. To me, it literally looks like the backbone with an iPad in between it instead of a cell phone, like a like a half iPad. And uh, it's got like a swipe screen on it and stuff, and it looks slick, dude. It's got like the dual the dual sense controller on the left and on the right, and uh, it's really nice looking. Um, but uh, it also looks like it could break probably pretty easy, like that screen in the middle. It's like literally just like a cell phone or like a tablet in the middle. Like it's not there's like very minimal minimal uh, bezel or bezel or whatever around the screen. It's just really interesting looking. I actually thought it was the backbone when I first saw the video. The backbone doesn't really look like
1: that, though. It does to me. It's the same I idea. I mean, yeah, it's a fucking screen with controller handles on both sides. In that case, everything looks like a backbone. <laughs> this looks like a dual. This literally looks like a dual sense with a screen on it. Let me pull. So, what the looks like again? Um. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, this is this looks very real. I mean, it could I guess be fake, but yeah, it looks pretty legit to me, and I don't know, it seems pretty high quality. We'll just have to see what uh three hundred bucks for what we sure. make of the what we make of the pricing um, there's no fucking way I'm paying three hundred dollars for this thing. But
0: I mean, I don't know. But it, I'm saying, looking at it, it's going to be at least three hundred bucks. That looks like a really nice screen, man.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. But I, I'm interested in it because I do like the idea of being able to remote play shit to like play in bed or whatever occasionally. But um, I don't know. Uh, it really is going to boil down to just how expensive it is. Because in my opinion, it's like it's this is like a device that I wouldn't mind having in my stable as long as it's not, you know. Ridiculous. Yeah, it looks as far, cool. As far as price goes. <clears throat> looks really cool and responsive
0: um, based on what Definitely. I've
1: seen. So, Well, and I'm curious too, based on the screen, like is there, are there going to be other apps for it? Like can I watch Netflix on it? I'd like, imagine I mean, you can do you anything know, like
0: you can do on your PlayStation on that. Yeah. Yeah, it, that would be kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really neat actually. So – Oh, man, that's kind of nice that we saw that leak. And uh, if you guys are interested, Push Square has an article up where you can go find it. It's just uh, the title, I think, is PS5's Remote Play Portable Appears to Leak Online. And they have a link to the video that leaked. Um, go check it out before it gets pulled off the Internet. So the next news point, and this one's going to be a quick, quick news point for everybody. Is it the PS5 Pro? According to insider gaming writer Tom Henderson, uh, is set for a launch date of November of 2024.
1: So we got a ways to wait on that. But sounds about right. Yeah, I mean I think this has been kind of circulating a little bit. Not necessarily the November um, timeframe. But I think people were kind of – if it was going to come out, it probably was going to be in 2024. I think they were thinking maybe there would be a slim – PS5 maybe this year, although we haven't seen anything. Uh, they I don't know if – I didn't see it in your notes or whatever, but um, they did r- reveal a Spider-Man PS5 skew um, that actually looks pretty cool. Uh, we There was some thought that maybe, oh, maybe they would release like a slim version with Spider-Man or whatever, but this looks like just a regular PS5, just Spider-Man trim. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's Excuse not me. happening now but uh, PS5 pro next year if it's the same price like if it's $500 for a ps5 pro and it's not like way more expensive like let's say they release the base ps5 for 350 400 bucks and then they release the ps5 pro for whatever 500 bucks or 550 um, I might buy one I don't know my mine's been... I, I've had some goings-on with my PlayStation that make me wonder if it's going to last as long as my PS4 did. But uh, we'll have to see, especially if it's smaller, because that freaking PS5 is way too big.
0: I don't... Dude, I haven't had any problems with mine. Um, that sucks that you're having some issues with yours. I believe it. Uh, but, man, I I can't justify that kind of an expense, because I have G.I. Joe figures to buy, dude. So, I mean... I can't just buy another PlayStation. I I need to have a, a solid reason to buy it. Uh, so I'm not going to go for a Slim if the Slim comes out, but I may go for a Pro when the time is right. We'll see. Um I I'd, I'd probably do something stupid and I'd pull like the internal SSD I bought and put in it. I'd probably forget to pull it. I <laughs> just leave it in the attic or something <laughs> like for, you know. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, and who knows if, like, the new slim models and stuff are even going to come equipped with an expandable SSD slot. You know, who knows? That that would be definitely a way they could probably cut money back money on it is just removing that and just offering you more storage. Um, but I don't know. We'll see as things go down in price. But the next news point is kind of uh, a dumb news point, really. But it, we are a PlayStation podcast, so I figured it was important to at least mention this for all the PS5 owners. Um, we'd be remiss not to announce it, but there was a system firmware update for PS5. It just it was really didn't do anything. It just said it increased uh, system performance or, you know, whatever. So maybe we wouldn't be remiss to, mess, to, to talk about it. But just so you guys know, that happened recently this past week. Make sure you're updated to the latest firmware update. And... Uh, this last, this isn't the last one. But this next one also um, really isn't worth talking about. There weren't a lot of news points that I found that were super engaging or interesting. But the PlayStation movies, that the Borderlands movie, I believe Kevin Hart's going to be in it. Um, they announced a release date finally for this, and it's going to be August of 2024. So it's well off into the future. And uh, yeah. The other thing is is talking about movies. Don't forget that the Gran Turismo movie is dropping in just over a month. August 11th is when that thing's coming out. And there's a new trailer for that. And it looks fucking good, man. This movie looks awesome. I bet you, dude, people love race car movies. And, like, these kind yeah. of – dude, this thing's going to do really well. I'm calling it now.
1: Yeah, I'm – uh there's no way in hell I'll go see it in a the theater. But I'll definitely stream it. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to watch it.
0: Yeah. And then, while we're on the movie talk, Jake, um, we're almost through the news already. Because, guys, there really weren't a lot of news points uh, worth bringing up. Bruce Straley, uh, I believe he was the co-writer or director of Uncharted 2, um, tweeted a couple screen grabs from the latest Mission Impossible movie called Dead Reckoning Part 1 and it shows you a scene where Tom Cruise is literally hanging in a train that's coming that's falling off a cliff and uh, it is almost verbatim Uncharted 2 opening sequence it looks like and uh, he tweeted it and with like the little emoji of like hmm and it says the sincerest form of flattery wink you know and He's not wrong, but I mean, any train that goes off a cliff if you're trying to stay alive is going to look like that. Did they get it from Uncharted? I don't know, but this is the most Uncharted thing I've seen, even more so than the Uncharted movie that was released, maybe. <laughs> like, this is this is crazy. Um, yeah, it looks pretty wild and, how similar uh, it is. Yeah, dude, and Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts. I'm sure there's some green screen on that one, but I don't know if you saw – um, them him like like him or not, Tom Cruise is the fucking real deal when it comes to acting like he's
1: a psychopath man but like in a good way.
0: did you see him doing the stunt where he's riding his motorcycle off a cliff and he's essentially base jumping? He's parachuting yeah, I did see that so it's fucking dope they 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 have they have a film of him doing this with the cameras on him and, and he's like, yeah I think I can do this I think I'm good and then he goes and he does it. And he lives. And you can see the director is just like, oh, my thank God he didn't fucking die. We've got the shot. And then they're radioing down to Tom Cruise. And they're like, oh, you did it. We got it. We got it, Tom. And he's like, ah. He goes, I'm pretty sure I could have hung onto the bike just a little bit longer. Let's do it again. And he's like, what? (laughs) He, He did that six times for this movie. He raced a motorcycle off a ramp off of a cliff and base jumped six times in one day to get the right shot. That's fucking dangerous shit, man. Like, I don't know. Hell yeah, I don't know, man. Tom Cruise is wild. Like he flies fucking helicopters and shit in movies. And like, I was listening to uh, a podcast years ago, and I don't, I don't remember who was it. It was, uh, oh man, he's a comedian. He was in Jerry Maguire. Oh, man, hold on, uh, comedian in Jerry Maguire. Um, it was uh, Jay Moore. Jay Moore had a podcast because oh. he was in Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, and he said like Tom Cruise was so dialed in to the performance that he like he knew exactly where the cameras were on him and on Jay Moore during this scene that he realized that Jay Moore wasn't wasn't on his mark. So Tom Cruise is, like, acting and doing the doing the part, but just out of reach, he's giving Jay Moore hand signals to tell him to get onto his mark, but you couldn't tell it in his face. He's, like, fucking directing and doing all the shit with his fucking hand, and he's still doing the acting thing, because he had all of Jay Moore's lines memorized, too, and he said, that guy's just a fucking machine, and they said, and he said, like, he was only in, like, one, a couple scenes with Jay Moore, and, like, they met briefly, right? And they had this conversation, and Jay was talking to him about it, like his kid or something like that. Um, it, about Jay Moore's child, or I think it was Jay Moore, might have been another actor at this point. But another story I heard about Tom Cruise. It, it doesn't matter who it was. Bottom line is, it was a very surface conversation. It's like, oh, that's cool. You you have a family, yeah. And, and Tom's like, oh, what are their interests? And like the guy was like, oh, he likes to play the fucking saxophone or something. He's talking about it as like you know seven year old. Like 10 years later, this actor bumped into Tom Cruise. Hadn't talked to him since. Tom Cruise remembered the the actor's son's name and asked if he had kept up with the saxophone. And he was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, is he really that robotic that his mind just traps things? And it's that actor mind, man, remembering the parts, knowing everything. Like, he is an animal. Tom Cruise is really different. And like him or not, man... He definitely is is the fucking boss as far as like being professional. So, anyways, it's my Tom Cruise story. Nice. It's fucking wild. I can't. I can't remember seventy percent of what I did yesterday. There's no way I would be able to remember a random, a random person that I spent two hours with, what their kid's name was and what their interests were ten years later. <laughs> and then the fucking surface There's no fucking way it would ever happen. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Unless yeah, yes, it's pretty insane. He might have a really good assistant that, like, keeps, like, a Rolodex on everything that's said. Maybe he carries, like, a fucking, like, uh, microphone on him at all times. And he just gives it to, like, these people to document it all. And they have it in a spreadsheet. And, like, hey, listen, if I run it so-and-so, just feed me the thing through the thing so I know what to say. You know what I mean? It almost seems like it's, like, fake. But anyways, if you haven't seen Dead Reckoning Part 1, uh or what we're talking about, it does look like a straight rip of Uncharted 2. So thanks, Bruce Straley, for tweeting that. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Bruce Straley after he was causing a fit about not getting credit in the Last of Us HBO series. But I don't know if he's out for a fucking paycheck or what What he's doing with these. You know what I mean? Like he's saying, like, I, I came up with this. You, you, you're biting off my game. Like, I don't know. He seems a little resentful about Hollywood taking his ideas. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, but we love you, Bruce. Thanks for the games. Um, next one is Jake. Uh, an hour, man. Hour, three minutes, fifty eight seconds. Blizzard, Jake. You've been playing some Diablo. Blizzard nerfed a lot of character classes just before the new season um, coming out, or before it comes out, and uh, then they rolled it back. They didn't roll it back yet, I don't think. But they did admitted admit that they had made a mistake and they're apparently going to be releasing another patch to roll back a lot of these changes they made to the character classes. And they said, we don't plan on releasing a patch like this ever again. We hear you loud and clear. (laughs) So it's like just complete admission that they fucked
1: up, which is fine. I've never understood when a developer, in this instance, nerfs fucking classes and shit. Like... It's one – I guess it's one thing if like there's like a heinous unbalancing. But the fact that they did so much to me is like, oh, well, they're trying to make some room for the expansion or maybe they wanted to make the game a little harder or something. Yeah. But not once in the 40 hours that I played Diablo 4 was I like, oh, yeah, this character is too powerful. Yeah. Like, even on the lowest tier. So it's like, why are you nerfing shit? Just like, let people play. Mm. Add stuff if you want. Mm. Sorry, Jake's having
0: a hard time, listeners. This is another reason why you should watch YouTube. You can watch him struggle over here.
1: Yeah. I'm Big sorry. boxes.
0: Podcast is for you. You can watch your arch nemesis die.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, uh,. <laughs> I, uh I should have taken some cough medicine before we started this, but uh, right. I didn't. So, uh, I've if I if I talk for too long, I start to uh, get the old coffee cough. Yeah, I get yeah. I, I'm glad that they're I'm glad that they're rolling this back, but to me, this seems like this type of stuff happens too too often. Mm. You know, like I don't understand why. I wish I knew. Like, is was there any like? Story from Blizzard or anything about why they did that, like why they nerfed. The I characters? didn't
0: look into it deep enough to uncover that. Does one exist? Maybe I don't know, but I think the bottom line is is like like you're saying, like why why run the beta as long as you did? Why make all these updates before the release? Why patch the game and then it's seemingly just go back on a lot of the decisions you made? It's weird, and then. To just go back again, you know? They're just going back again now. They're they're redacting their latest patch because of the outburst. And we know that gamers are going to get loud about stuff like this. I mean, this should come as no surprise. You know, people have worked on their characters, you know? At this point, the game's been out long enough. All the hardcore Diablo fans are
1: already in. They're in. Well, I think some people probably have a little bit of a beef with, like, oh, you didn't organically build your character to have, like, the best stats and all that shit. You looked up online what the best builds are and just, like, followed that or whatever. So, like, maybe Blizzard is, like, nerfing shit here and there occasionally to mix things up so that the best builds change and all this. And it's just, like, fucking who cares? Make it better. Like, don't nerf things that are already there. Make other things better. Yeah. Like, I don't like to me that seems stupid or add content or do whatever like to me it's like you don't you don't solve these problems by taking shit away that people are used to right you give them reasons to move to something else i don't know it's it's just really it's it's irritating to me And it's part of the reason why I can't keep up with all these live service games. Like you're not like if I put all this time into building something, like a character or whatever, and then I jump in after being out for a while, maybe I want to check out the new season. Right. And I find out that my character fucking sucks because they nerfed half the skills that I use. Mm. It's like Dude, fuck that. Mm. It's like I'm not even gonna play it now. I'm not building a new character. I'm not respecing everything. Like, I don't know. But that's just me, because I'm I'm not really I'm not on the grind like a lot of these people that are into this type of stuff. So, mm. could it could be that it's not as bad as I think? But it just it's annoying to me, dude. It's okay to get annoyed about this stuff. It's it's part of the thing, man. It's it's
0: you know I don't know. It, it's it's something that we care about, and it's it's hard not to have an opinion about it. And it's when it's so obvious from our perspective to not do these things, it makes it more infuriating when they happen. I don't know. It just seems like, you know, you guys had this yeah. figured out, you know? I don't know. You had to figure it figured out. But, like, maybe there's something on the inside, you know? They, they had a reason, and then it just didn't pan out. But let's get to the next one, man. I Diablo 4 is another game I
1: kind of want to try, but it ain't gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's it is. I think it is worth playing. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, last news point for today's show is after Square
0: Enix was concerned, publicly concerned about the pre-orders of Final Fantasy 16, they have now since announced that they uh, they consider the sales to be very strong, and they're going to be taking additional measures to ensure more people pursue this game. I saw some sort of article about. How they were saying they felt like maybe they could have been stronger, or like had the player base for PS5 been larger or something at the time of release, and I, I don't know. Seemed kind of like an underhanded thing. They're, they're attributing a lot of the sales to Xbox and, and uh, PS4 sales. I mean, if you're playing Final Fantasy sixteen on PS4, I don't know, dude. I, don't, I know. don't know.
1: I mean, if I don't think that it's just annoying that so much stuff is based on pre-orders because. You know, it could be that um, people play the demo or whatever and they're like, yeah, I'm fucking in. I'll just wait till it comes out or whatever. I don't know. Or I'll just wait till it goes on
0: sale. Th- I mean, like, right now is not the best time for me to jump into a game that's going to be that lengthy and require that much attention. You know, like you were saying, Jake, like, right. like winner, I think they're going to see a surge in sales because, I mean, I can't be the only one who's like, that's, I'm definitely gonna play that, but I just I don't think middle of summer is when I want to fucking sink my teeth into a 100 hour game.
1: It depends on what your what's on your docket, right? I don't really have anything else on my docket right now until um, you know a couple months from now. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll have to we'll have to see. But yeah, I'm not really like jumping between 40, 50 hour experiences is getting a little bit fucking old. I'd like to. You know, wash my hands with something a little bit more concise.
0: Alan Wake, dude, do it. I'm telling you, that's going to be the theme of this fucking podcast. Alan Wake is so good. Just do it. Go back into it, dude. You'll love it. I promise you'll love it. Sure I, I have no doubt about that. Just, it's short. The episodes, like I said, two hours tops an episode. There's only six of them. Ah, it's so refreshing. It's so fucking linear. You don't get <laughs> lost. Like, it's just, you go and it's there. All right. Let's get into the new games. We didn't talk about new games last episode because I couldn't find a list anywhere. And uh, as a reminder to the listeners, if you are a subscriber to our Patreon, you sometimes get this episode a day early, maybe two days early, maybe not early at all. But it is an option. So New games coming out this week, July 18th, Gravity Crash Portable on PS5, PS4, Lisa Definitive Edition on PS5, PS4, Twisted Metal on PS5, PS4, Twisted Metal 2 on PS5, PS4, Viewfinder on PS5, July 19th, we're getting Agriculture on PS5, PS4, July 20th, we're getting Contraptions 3 on PS4, Cross Tales on PS5, PS4, Desert DIY on PS4 Kill Squad on PS5, PS4 Meta Dude on PS5, PS4 Might Magic Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition PS4 Nobunaga's Ambition on PS4 Oaken on PS5, PS4 Otoko Cross Pretty Boys Breakup on PS5, PS4. Platform Game Maker, PS4. Punch Club 2, Fast Forward, PS5, PS4. Sailing Era, PS5, PS4. Shadow Samurai Revenge, PS5. Everybody was waiting until Final Fantasy 16 came out to release a game, apparently. And then July 21st, we're getting Remnant 2 on PS5, which we'll probably hear a lot about that. And uh, Stephanie, without the T, Stephanie with a PH. S-E-P-H-O-N-I-E on PS5 and PS4 where the frick did they come up with these game titles man Um, weird it is a weird word to say Um, I was watching this uh, TV series called uh, Rectified and there was a character whose name was Amantha instead of Samantha and I'm like that's so fucking pretentious don't name your kid Amantha that's just weird and if your yeah. kid, if you have a kid named Amanda, uh, that's not directed towards you. But I would be curious to hear why you went with that
1: name. Maybe you like the show Rectified. Jake, do you have yeah, anything to like say? Fucking... Hmm? it's like it's like one of the things that always annoyed me about uh, the character Jennifer in The Witcher. Yeah, that's Jennifer, fine. Yennefer. Why, the, Come why the why the fuck is her name Yennefer? Come Yen, on. Yen. I, I get it. it's like oh okay, this is like you know old timey shit. They talk like dum-dums. But, like, I don't know. You can't call, like, a fucking medieval witch Jennifer. That would be kind of weird. But, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think Remnant 2 is one of those... Like, Remnant was one of those... From the Ashes is one of those sleeper games that, like, a lot of people secretly like. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious about Remnant 2 a little bit. I don't know if it's something I'll play, but I'm definitely curious about how it's going to do. It's cool that the... Uh, We got ports of Twisted Metal and Twisted Metal 2. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm not going to play them because I have no interest in going back to those PS1 games, really. But um, I know it's something that people have been kind of hankering for on the PlayStation Plus Premium side. But other than that, I don't have a whole lot of uh, comments on things like Meta Dude or Desert DIY so just more games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's about it. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we sign off, man? I don't have a whole lot to say about any of those games. I've never played remnant one, but, uh, you know, I is always, I just want our listeners to have an awesome week. I want you guys to, uh, enjoy gaming, but also get outside a little bit, treat yourself, to the sun while you can. But uh, you know, if there's a game you've always been wanting to pick up, maybe treat yourself to that too this week. You know, get it for yourself. Enjoy enjoy your life a little bit. Um, and uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 286 of PS. This is awesome. Jake and I always appreciate our listeners. We know you're out there. We had a new YouTube subscriber recently. You know, we're a small time podcast when I can say we had one new subscriber in the last week. Uh, we don't have a lot of momentum, but thank you for, for subscribing, whoever you may be. And uh, we hope that there's something in the show for you. Obviously, you know, that's one thing that Jake and I are, and, and it's, we are very, very appreciative of, all of the little little tid tidbits that happen with this show, you know, it, the, every every little interaction is exciting for us. Even if it's uh, Big Box picking on us, um, we enjoy it. Uh, it's it's taken us a while to get back to having somewhat of an audience, and uh, it's uh, it's not been an easy an easy go, and uh, it's taken some dedication and some reworking of the show. But we're happy to be here for you. And uh, we'll be back next week for sure, Jake. Like I said before, um, we gotta make a plan for episode 300, and I don't know what it's gonna be. What I think we should do, and I think this could be really cool. It could be really lame too. Uh, it could be super lame, but it could be cool. Is is that we do a PS? This is awesome live show on YouTube and we just do a regular show. We have the show notes. I'll broadcast it on OBS and uh, we'll send it to, straight to our channel. And uh, that's easy enough to set up. We'll just have to pick a date and time and invite listeners to jump in if they want to chime in for episode 300. You know, just whatever. Whoever wants to pop in.
1: So I don't know this for a fact because my math could be wrong, but I think – that the weekend of episode 300 is halloween weekend so the, the the weekend just halloween's on like a tuesday and it's the weekend prior to that yeah i could be wrong it could be the weekend after but uh yeah, it's 14 weeks away right so um would you be, would be up for a live yeah, show we'll on, put- on youtube yeah, I mean, we'll have to talk about it, but how we want to organize everything, but I would be okay with that as long as we don't have any sort of, you know, internet issues is the only thing that I kind yeah. of worry about. Yeah, anything could happen. You never know how these things go, especially in the, like, if you get have a storm or something. Yeah. But uh, with certain, certainly something we could talk about and maybe think about trying.
0: Yeah. Listeners, chime in if that's something you'd be interested in. And, and obviously, we don't expect you guys to participate or show up, but... Might be kind of fun to put ourselves out there in real time for everybody to uh, interact with, maybe once at least, and just see how it goes, and maybe, maybe get ourselves maybe some new people watching. But episode three hundred's a big deal, and I am just also trying to think like, what would the what would the show topic be, dude? Like, we got to have a good show topic. Maybe, you know, you can't do like a history of PS. This is awesome because we don't have that much of a lineage, but uh, we should, we should do something kind of fun.
1: But maybe something you might need to brainstorm here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, you almost. Ha- would have to, I guess, because uh, you know, there's. There we should talk about something specific. I mean, it, I don't know if it necessarily has to be podcast history related or whatever. I mean, it could even just be like a like a revamped all time list or. Or something, you know, or even something just more personal, like, you know, we each represent, like, present, you know, since the podcast began in whenever it was, 2012, I think it was, or 2013 was when we started it. Like, what, in the last 10 years, what are the best games we've played or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, like it could be something, like, since the podcast started, what, what happened? You know, like, what did we... Like what were what are our favorite games? What were Jesus. the biggest disappointments? Or so? yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could brainstorm it for sure, dude. We have videos. Right, write in some ideas.
0: Yeah, dude. We we used to have videos of us like fucking like on our YouTube channel. There's some old videos of me like opening like the PS4 I think for the first time and like the Vita. Like, dude, there's I don't know. There's there are some unboxing videos that we did. I think you you and I had a E3 playstation conference video where i came over to your house and we did like an after action report like i don't know if that video exists we had some black friday videos we went shopping for black friday deals for ps playstation back in the day shit that stuff that stuff is archived some of that is archived on our website on our youtube somewhere i think and uh yeah we got some baby faces going on in those those things but yeah, dude. So, we've been around forever. So, it is kind of nice to think about how long you and I have been doing this, man. And, and when somebody says something's a labor of love, um, I 100% understand what that means. A hundred percent. Like, I get it. Because um, that's what this is to us, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, it's uh, it's been a fun ride, man. But not to get nostalgic now or crazy with everybody. But, yeah. 300, I was thinking a live YouTube. A live YouTube uh show would be really cool if we could figure it out yeah it could be interesting all right well cool man do you have anything you'd like to say before we close out
1: nope i'm just gonna get some food and take some medicine chill out the rest of the night and try not to try not to cough out my fucking insides hopefully by next week i'll be 100 percent
0: kosher yeah for sure all right well thanks for tuning in again guys we'll catch you next week next monday and uh Like Uncharted, Undertale, and Unravel. P.S.
1: Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.